Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. A very good evening. David Wildey and Bryce Gibbs, all thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. To get on the show, you want to ring us one 736 736 Just quality home improvements. There's a welcome, Bryce. Hi, Bryce. Hi, Wilds. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for the, the next seat. two or three days, I, I am, believe. I am. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And Andrew Hayes has joined us too. Hi, Hazy. Oh, g'day, boys. Thanks for having me. Just just dropping past, were you? Just dropping past, actually. I was just floating past uh, Highland Street. And I thought, why did I go into the old haunts of uh, SEN and just have a listen and have a look at my favourite radio show? Oh, it's fantastic. Now, you love your sport. What about the Redbacks going okay? They've uh, been a bit of a battle today and... Also, the 36ers, how good was that win? Because you lose that game, they go 2-5, and 2-6, and six, almost impossible to get back. 36ers are absolutely back. So it's a, a rough start to the season, and uh, all of a sudden we thought, oh, what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks? Is there going to be a bit of a, uh, a, uh, a, a message in our inbox saying there's going to be a bit of a shift in coaching? But right now, wow. we're all good because three wins and the boys are back. It's funny you say that. CJ Bruton, I reckon, was under pressure after Absolutely. the, uh, the uh, Phoenix game last week. Yep. And he felt it. He said the Wolves were at the door and you're trying to keep him away. But they, they beat the Wildcats, yep. follow up with an away win. So, gee, hopefully for he puts his heart and soul on them. All they can do is get them out there, but they've got to do it, don't they, the players? Yes, and DJ looks absolutely unbelievable. So it's taken a while to get that genuine mix of what they need, but it looks like uh, the future's bright, which is good because in Adelaide, obviously, we love a winner, but in particular at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, when the Sixers are playing, th- there's no better spectacle in sport, I-, I feel, particularly this time of the year in Adelaide. It's absolute treat. Well, they're still turning up. Which is is great to see. And it is good fun to go and and watch. And and obviously when they're playing well, the the joint's rocking. So hopefully this bit of momentum can start building now and they can just keep the the Ws coming. Actually, Hazy, that's a good point about the crowd because we haven't won a flag, what, since for 20 years? 2002 or three or whatever it was. Why do they keep coming? They get 9,000 people there. I mean, and they... They love their 36s. Yeah. They always turn up. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good. And Gibbs, you would have been there a couple of times as well. It's a, I mean, it's the light show. It's everything. It's the sound. It's everything that comes. I mean, it's probably Jared Walsh, your uh, breakfast. Walshy, uh, yeah. Walshy doing a really good job. Uh, an absolute, uh, when he announces down the bottom. But um, no, it's a really good spectacle. So you just want them to win because I, I, I sit there and think, Geez, I hope the fans get what they want and they pay good money and it's uh, if it's a really good spectacle, then they'll keep on coming back and if they're pushing sort of 9,000 people... Oh, it's incredible. ...and the Sixers are winning, then we're in a really good spot for and South Australian basketball. They've got a tough nut in DJ Vasilovic too. Like, he's come yeah. across... He's, he's a dual title winner with the Sydney Kings. He's got that bit of anger anger about him and I think it's exactly what the 36 needs. Yeah, and um, Isaac Humphreys is an absolute star, oh. but um, Jacob Wiley, when he's on... And when he's throwing down big alley-oops, he's an absolute star. Yeah. And he's the sort of bloke who you would turn up and watch purely to play basketball and throw down some of those dunks. He's very, very fun to watch. Just quickly, NBA again has kicked off and fantastic. Um, we saw the, I think, LA Lakers just got up today. It was a bit of a tough over the Phoenix. Yeah, they just got over the Phoenix Suns, which they should have, to be honest with you, Wilds. I mean, there was no, there was no Devin Booker or anything like that. Uh, Kevin Durant was still very, very good, but... I'm a massive LeBron James fan. I, I have this debate with with mates all the time. Best whether, ever? 
I, I would say yes. On stats he is. Yeah, stats I would say alone. yes. Obviously, <laughs> scoring total, all those types of things. But all, all the all the people going against LeBron are going to say, oh, no, Jordan's got six titles. He's got five MVPs, all those types of things. LeBron's nowhere near that. He's, he's close to it. But whether he's going to get it is a different story. But, yeah, I, I love LeBron for everything that he's done. Different titles, different uh, franchises, etc. But for everything else that he's brought to the game, like it's just your first billion-dollar athlete. Like he's just in a different category. He's thirty-eight isn't he? too, isn't he? Yeah, and he's still like he's oh. putting up really, really good numbers. Still like Bryce. Well, how do, how do you think he's going to go with his minutes restriction? They reckon he's going to be just capped to 30, 32 minutes a game, which I think he even broke that today. So, so come, is that a thing though? They come out and said he's going to he's on a minutes restriction for oh. most of the year. So he'll do so what he is, likes. Is that already. a thing exactly. though? Is it supposed to be what 25, 20 to thirty minutes? He's going to play every around thirty minutes. Well, he played, he played thirty-five so minutes today. So they've broken that straight up. In saying that, they needed him in the last corner. So yeah. I feel like they're going to restrict him to twenty-five to thirty minutes if the Lakers are very much in control. But they weren't in control until the last quarter today. Yeah. Davis had a good outing too, and Durant, as you mentioned before, he was very good. Hazy, thanks for that NBA just off the street like that. Beautiful boys, I, literally off the street. So I was just, <laughs> I was just, hey, just to paint, just to paint the uh, curtains back here a little bit. Wills, uh, me and Bryce caught up before for lunch and uh, said, can I just jump in and just uh, have a look at the old digs and oh, wow. catch up with a couple of blokes? And Bryce let me in. So this is this is Gibbsy's fault. Oh, you're sending <laughs> in, all right, boys. invoice in? You'll send an invoice for this? <laughs> invoice. <laughs> <laughs> can I charge you a couple of wines? Uh, give me a bottle of wine. Great stuff, Hazy. Thanks for joining us. Terrific. Uh, you didn't tell me that, Bryce. Yeah, well, I just I'd, happened to walk in, see us in, and, and say his bit on basketball. Just keep you on the edge of your seat, Wilds. Unbelievable. Let's go from basketball to cricket. We have the Redback. Sam Fantasia might join us too. Sam, I know it was close. The um, WA made 241. We were very close to one stage. Did we pass them? Joel Paris had a day out for um, WA. WA. Yeah, I, I checked it this morning and he was at four for So let me just get the... Oh, yeah, he had five for one stage. He ended up with five for So um, South Australia were all out for 264. Ooh. WA are none for eight at the moment. So it's... So it's up the two points for it's, first It's going to be an enthralling uh, contest, uh, hopefully last the distance all the way through to Sunday. I don't know what we did for Daniel Drew, came and did a work experience with us, was it yesterday? It, not yeah, yeah, well, he, he, yeah, I know, he was in for... Uh, 12 ball he, duck. He's got great form against WA, he's made a ton and a double, double hundred in his past two Shield games against um, South Australia, so... It's um, a great level of cricket. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, Joel Paris ended up with six for 74, which, geez, that's... Uh, not not bad at all from uh, young Joel. I tell you, that was good oil. Thanks for that, Sam. For Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in North Victoria. Can we go to Johnny? Can we? Is Johnny online? We can go to Johnny on Port Augusta. Hi, John. Hi, fellas. Hey, Chad, you a great chapel. Um, it's perhaps struggling a little bit. I mean, there's no way legends like that. And he was a legend. Oh, he's a legend. He's one of the best batsmen I've ever seen. He's one of the best batsmen that's ever played the game. Outside of Bill Richards, I haven't seen too many better. He's a great, um, Johnny. He's a, he's a wonderful man, Greg. I, when I was a boy, he had his name yeah. on my cricket bat. Very generous yeah, with his time. I remember asking him once, what you know, what makes yeah. you so good as a, a batsman, field and cricket? He said, well, that's my job. I'm meant to be good. He, he didn't see himself <laughs> as being any star. He said, well, it's my job. And, I, you know, if I'm going to do my job properly, I'm meant to be good. But what a wonderful cricketer, John. Oh, He's a beautiful player. I mean, he made Mark Wall look like a country hat. He really did, you know. Mark Wall was a beautiful player to watch. But, um, no, he's one of the best I've seen. And um, if he's listening, thoughts out there, Greg, because 
it's still like really one of. I mean, with, with the late David because he was a local bloke. Mm. But Greg Chappell bites. I know you didn't see Greg Chappell play, but he's a beautiful player, mate. Yeah, he, he was a great old game. Thanks for that. Good golfer too. Plays well, off scratch and. Uh, I saw Greg recently at Neil Danzi's uh, funeral. He'd lost a bit of weight, but he's a vegetarian. He looks after himself. But uh, thanks for that. What a wonderful cricketer. Now, you've been watching any of the World Cup, Bryce? Yeah, bits and pieces. And sort of gone with the form. It was a bit flat when they got off to a bit of a slow start in this World Cup. You're but, on board uh, again, now I reckon. I'm back up and about and, and getting behind uh, getting behind the Aussies. So Well, it's a, it's been a long tournament. They've started really flat. Uh, we're going to speak with the Barat a little bit later too, soon to recent and... Uh, He's over there in India. They lost their first two games, and then they had Sri Lanka none for 125. I thought, they're going to lose this too. They looked awful. Cummins takes a wicket. They bowl them out for 209. Since then, they put their foot down, haven't they? And, and everybody's making a few runs or taking a few wickets. Yeah, you're spot on. And, and it's a tournament where you don't need to start on like a house on no. fire. You can build build your, your form in this one, and, and that's all they're doing. That They're starting to hit their straps now. We know how talented... Uh, their squad is, uh, and we're starting to see that. Uh, obviously, the, the batting's been really strong, the, the bowling's been been even stronger, and uh, now they've got some selection issues with with Travis Head coming back into the mix. Someone's going to have to to drop out, and I think that's a sign of a, a good a good squad when when you have to make the hard calls on on leaving good players out. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, which way they go. Well, it's got to be Smith or Labuschagne. You think Labuschagne? They both had a chance to make a hundred other night, and they both absolutely. Dirty when they got out. The Maxwell came and finished it off. Don't know if you caught that innings. It's just ridiculous. He's hitting, you know, back over his head, left and right, um, cross-handed, whatever. It's incredible. And and that's why the Aussies are going to be so dangerous still in this tournament. And no one will want to play him with with guys like Glenn Maxwell on this squad that can just flick it like. Yeah. Just turn it on like he did the other day. Geez, it's good to watch when he's up and going. How do you play cross-handed and hit it for six? <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. that takes a lot of strength too. So he's basically turning from right-handed to left-handed, not necessarily changing his feet, and he's putting it well into the stands. It is remarkable. Cricket's come a long way, but he's as good as anybody. De Villiers was a little bit like that too, the South African champion. But I think Maxwell's got all the shots, absolutely all the shots. How do you practice that in the nets? Well, I suppose you. I suppose they do. Yeah. Um, they get people to you know sling them down. They can't bowl. They just sling them with that uh, thing they use. I think what it's called the, you know the yeah, the yeah. chuck them. But but he does it so often. He makes me, and that's why he's going to miss out a lot too. People are very critical very at times. Very good on miss. Yeah. But see, he go. He comes in. There's only eight or nine overs to get. You just got to go for it, don't it's you? His role, don't, isn't it? Just yeah. to just to swing. And as you said, he could have an innings like he did the other night, or he could get out for get out cheaply. So even um, Josh Inglis is a little bit like that. Yeah, just big hitters. And oh, he's having a go too. Yeah, yeah, you really don't you muck really, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and that's why he's probably ahead of Carey at the moment because he comes in, hit a six, got out. But um, and that's how you have to. You have yeah. to play. You have got eleven batsmen. There's only fifty overs. Uh, Warner's in great form. So I think. We might even finish third. Or we might pass New Zealand. If we beat New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand, that's a big one. Um, South Africa and India look to be the, the two better sides at the moment. But Australia, like you say, it's a slow burn, but they're building. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And we play New Zealand tomorrow, who traditionally haven't had a great record against us in, in World Cups and, and in big, uh, big matches. So I think that subconsciously plays a, a little bit of part will play a bit of part in, yeah. in tomorrow's game. Right, yeah. So, yeah, we, we can knock them over. We're well and truly back uh, in the race for this World Cup. It's, it's funny. On paper, if you went 
man-to-man Australia v New Zealand, Australia miles ahead in, yeah. in what they've done test cricket. And what, New Zealand got two or three wonderful cricketers, but they just bat above their weight. Well, they uh, talk about Australia batting above their weight in, you know, world sport and all that sort of stuff. But then you look at New Zealand and they're almost a class above with, you know, a quarter of the population. It's only about three million, I think. Three or four million New Zealanders. Yeah. We've we got 26. How's my maths? Not even yeah. close. About one eighth. <laughs> about an eighth, I reckon yeah. it is. But they, no, they're remarkable. So you, you fancy him, Bryce? Like we're getting to the – soon to be getting the point more than halfway through? Oh, I'm, India are still the clear favourites in this one, obviously, on home conditions. But I tell you, no one wants to play the Aussies in the run yeah. home or, or play them in a knockout game uh, because they, they still have got a lot of talent and can still be just as good as anyone on their day. Straw poll with you two boys here. Sam, stay here. Who's – apart from Australia – what team do you really look forward to watching out of all the teams? Ten teams? Who's your second? Who do you – I want to sit down and watch them play. Yeah, it, it's it's Kohli in India. Yeah, like exactly. Just with the with the, the, the band that comes yeah. with it and the, the atmosphere. And, but they're brilliant and too. The, and the circus that, that, that it happens. And obviously being in India as well, it, that creates even more of a show. So it's it's the, it's the, the Virat Kohli factor for mine. And South Africa not far beyond. Who do you like, Sam? I, 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 pre-tournament, I would have said England. But they're yeah. like watching, yeah, like, yeah. But they they just haven't oh, delivered this yeah. tournament, so yeah. Yeah, I, I they're think, being I th- swabbed as we speak. That's right. Yeah, I think I have to go with India Which as well. We're not, we're not that mad about, are we? No, absolutely we're, not. We're, I'm, 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 I'm not upset. Them. Good no, riddance to the palms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but watching Kohli and Sharma and Boomer and Pandya and yeah, um, I mean, even go like Ashwin cutting me get in the side. Jadeja's a wonderful cricketer. Stacked with the talent. fans are mad. They love their cricket. Yeah, I, I agree. I. I I, whoever India playing, I'd turn the TV on to watch. 100%. Afghanistan had done some nice stuff too. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, Led by Rashid Khan and, and co, but interesting stuff. All right. Hey, in the second segment, look at Carlton. We've been going through the teams on who, who needs to improve, what you can do, Bryce, to to improve. We've done Port Adelaide. We've done Adelaide. We've done Geelong with Dan Menzel. Uh, Carlton used to got a close affinity there. They finished fifth and they did really well, came from the clouds. And you only need to improve another 10% and you can – you don't want to drop back, do you? It's a dangerous game. You don't just because you're there doesn't mean you stay there. No, no. And I've got one word written in front of me right now, and it's complacency. So Ooh. that's one thing that uh, could be, uh, well, that could hold back Carlton from uh, from doing some special things in the next couple of years. Big show to come. Barat live from India, and Amelia Borg, too young Port Adelaide AFL star. She's only 18. What a start to her career. All that for Cobram Estate. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports Day SA, David Wildey and Bryce Gibbs are just quality home improvements, the number 1300 736 736. Time now, though, for Lost in the Wash for Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. The Toolkit Depot, it's a big name around town, everything you need under one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Bryce, we thought we'd have a look at Carlton. They had an amazing finish to the season earlier in the year. They were about 15th or 16th, thought... Vossi was gone, sack everyone, yeah. sack uh, you've been through that yourself. Well, but to, to be honest, uh, in the past they would have. Yeah. They would have pulled the trigger and, and made a, a big, bold statement in, in sacking a coach or, or, or you know, doing something that they shouldn't do. And, and I was actually proud of them this year to, to st- stay the course and, and stick to their process. And we all know what uh, happened 
in yeah, the second half of the well, year. Well, it, it turned around in that Gold Coast Suns game. They got smashed in the first quarter and then ended up winning by eight or nine goals. And then I think they won about 11 of the next. It was some ridiculous run. Only lost one or two in the next 12 or 13. And took uh, some big scalps uh, in took that time some, as well. And played some, played some great footy. They did, yeah. Um, so... <laughs> You don't just stay there, though. You, people think, okay, you finished fifth with a with a bullet going up, but you've still got to do a lot right. And we're wondering how Carlton. I mean, you look at their list; they've, they've got some great forwards, got a very good midfield, back line a bit shaky. Weedering's a star, Sard's a star, Doherty's been a star on the back flank. But there's a couple of pieces there maybe missing. We're, what do you see? Who are the players you think that need to just even raise their game by 10% to, yeah, to go I mean, forward? I mean, you spoke of that forward line. I do think they do have a, a potent forward line, but I still think there's a couple of holes in there, and it's probably their small forwards that, that I'm a little bit well, worried Ali's about. Well, and Modlock. Those, those sort of three. So who who out of those three can stand up and, and become a, an all-Australian-type small forward? A Charlie Cameron type in, in that forward Motlop line. Could it be Motlop and a youngster? I, I'm just a bit worried about his pace, to be yeah. honest, Motlop's pace. Um, all three of those guys have, have had opportunities over the last 12, 18 months and, and not really one of them have, have grabbed it by the, the scruff of the neck and said, oh, I'm the, the premier small forward in this forward line. So I think those three need to have a, a big pre-season and one of them needs to, to step really up. step up. And I think all three can be dangerous. There's no doubt about that. Jack Martin folded back into this forward line and it was great to see. We know he's had some issues with his body. but So it, he could go another 10%? Absolutely. And we, and we saw him even in games this year, in the second half, that you go back as an extra defender and mark the ball strongly as well. So having a bit of flexibility in what he can possess is really important. So, yeah, he's certainly one, but I think the small, one of those small forwards needs to, to elevate their game. Now, they picked up Hollands. They got the Hollands boys, two brothers. One was for Elijah was first-round draft pick. Yep. Um, so they're both there and they can both play. So where would Elijah Hollands play when he comes into the team? I think with the depth in their midfield and who and the current mix, I think he's a sort of half-forward that'll play So he may forward. be one that could... Potentially. So I reckon he's more of a... a Maybe 60 40 forward mid. Yep. So, very quickly, uh, which I guess three, four, five players do you think need to improve for the side to take the next step towards perhaps a premiership in 2024? Okay. So, one of those players is either Motlop, Owies, or Durden. Yep. That, that has to be one of those three. I think Mitch McGovern still has capabilities to just be anything. And I don't think he's quite... I've been saying that for five years. Straps. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it is frustrating, especially as a, as a Carlton supporter. So I think McGovern's another one. Uh, and who can be the second key defender in this side? Weedering, we know, all-Australian uh, calibre. But who's next? Young can't get a game. Marchbank's sort of that third tall. Um, Chincotta, he's a bit smaller as well. So... Mark, maybe Marchbank needs to yeah. after after back of getting some consistency in his body, he might be the other one that needs to, love to, to see step up. De Koning improve again. He's going to be a star. I'd love to go into more depth in this on Monday as well when, when we got a bit more time. We got Emily Borg and Brat Sundarayson coming up after the ad break. Yeah, all thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today and Kia, the all electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. David Woody and Bryce Gibbs, Sports Day SA. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts...
Welcome back to Sports Day. So David Woody and Bryce Gibbs for Just Quality Home Improvements. And Tyre Power, great race sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tyre Power. Well, Port Adelaide, I thought they're home last week, Bryce. They uh, led by a couple of goals with about three or four minutes left. Gold Coast kicking to the breeze said, yes, Port are going to get their second win, but didn't work out that way. No, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, there's been a bit of uh, commentary around the scenarios and uh, if what the, they could have done, what they expected. Exactly. Have done. And uh, a little bit more heat on it this week. But uh, yeah, should, probably should have won the game, Will. So I'm with you there. Well, let's speak to one of the youngsters too. She is a young star, impressive uh, young lady. Came from North Adelaide, plays in the back line for Port Adelaide, Emily Borg. And she joins us now. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? You heard that, the preamble. Um, two goals up. I was watching the game. I thought, you can't get beaten. You just can't. And uh, obviously, they were a good side, the Gold Coast. They found a way to score two quick goals. Yeah. Yep, I know. We probably didn't do a few things that we should have done in that game, but definitely learnt from it. But um, yeah, after the game, we were pretty flat about the draw, especially because um, it was probably one of our most constant games of the team, was working together. But Definitely learnt some things and took lots of positives out of that in our team meetings this week. Yeah, conditions were tough too. The win was probably worth three or four goals. What did uh, Lauren say after the the game about perhaps what you should have done? Perhaps try to retain possession just for, you know, even 30 seconds or a minute off the clock? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely been a huge focus this week at training. Um, like last year we had 16 girls who hadn't played AFLW and this year obviously lots of us who is only our second year and we're definitely a young team with only a few years of like football experience. So training this week, we definitely focused on scenarios that we had on the weekend, which probably weren't in our head as much as they should have been. But going into our next two games, we're definitely looking forward to hopefully getting the wins as they're definitely two winnable games for us. And yeah, hopefully if we play our style of footy, then yeah. So you mentioned uh, the word scenarios and is is it something that you guys have worked on uh, over the last year or two coming into the competition or or is it something that once you you experience um, a a close game like this and and then review it and and get some learnings out of it, then go and work on it or or have you sort of already done some of those scenario close game uh, scenarios that that you've been working on? We've definitely been focusing on it and this year and last year in pre-season it was something we'd always trained but I think like with the experience of us, like especially myself, you know what to do but then when it's actually in a gameplay, like things can, you just get nervous and so like once we get more experience and as footballers things will come to our mind but even after this week's trainings and it's been like, yeah, like I said, a huge focus, it's definitely something that we've learned and I think if that did happen again in the next two weeks, I think we would react in a different way. Now, Gemma, is it Gemma Houghton or Gemma Horton? You pronounce it. Houghton. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't she go hard at the ball? I mean, whatever's in a way, she doesn't try and step around and tries to go straight through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I think that's something that I've loved working on in this preseason because I would be training on her and even um, like playing on her, I'd learn so much about the game and like what good forwards do because, yeah, throughout her season, she's had a Great season. Like last season, she was a bit unlucky because she had that foot injury. But um, yeah, I think she's really brought the heat this season. And yeah, awesome to watch her from the other end, not playing on her. Do they describe you as a lockdown defender? Is that how you'd describe your own uh, position or what you need to do? Yeah, yeah. Play on the key forwards most yep. weeks. So, yeah. 
Uh, so how is the energy of the group at the moment? Obviously, uh, you would have loved to, to win that game on the weekend. I've, I've only got the one game, one win this year. Uh, how do you keep the, the girls up and, and motivated to continue to, to, to try and win games and, and finish off the year strongly when, uh, when, you, when you're losing these close ones? I think, like, working as a team and, like, doing all the right things in this last two weeks that we've got, um, we all have the same mindset that they're both um, winnable games if we play our own roles and we need to work together as a team and, you know, do the things we've been training for. And even this week's training, our vibe's been so up, up and about, um, really ready to play these last two games strong and especially finishing our last game at home and we love our crowd there so supportive and always back us in so I think yeah we're, we're very excited to go into these next two games and um, really ready to show what we did in the off season this year and ready to put that into play and yeah be more confident yes in the last games. Be nice too to see um, uh, Hannah Hewings back in she she missed a couple of games for, for different reasons but a wonderful player no doubt an important part of your side. Yeah, definitely. Like Hannah comes back into the side obviously this week, and um, she worked. She's worked really hard in our in like her scrimmage game. So yep. each week, the girls play a scrimmage game, and she's been playing in that and absolutely been a standout. And worked very hard to get back into this team, and very well deserved because yeah, she's won our best in Ferris last year, and one of the most talented footballers there is with like a huge future. And I've not playing with her and. Watching her and playing with her, it's so exciting. So, yeah, I can't wait for her to be back in the team this week. Yeah, it's nice to see the progress of the girls. And Julia Tickle, she had a tough time last year too, but she's worked her way into some form and very important cog in the wheel. Yeah, definitely. Like, Julia in the off-season just worked so hard. Like, when she was back in town at Perth, the Perth girls would beat up, um, like Abby Dowrick and Gemma Houghton and Maggie. Um, they would all work together, and I think that's really showing in this season, especially with Abby Darick as well, and even Matilda Scholes, who's obviously first year in AFLW and in the second or third round got rising star, and it's only ever like a third AFLW game. Like it just shows our young talent in the team, and um, yeah, it's just so exciting for what the next few years has to come with us. Emily Borg, our guest. Emily, you're in the right position at the right time. Aren't you? 18, don't turn 19 until to next month, and. Uh, you got 15 years ahead of you, really have, and it must be so exciting for a youngster to come through and just even the last five years that quickly AFLW has progressed, so it must be very exciting for you. Yeah, it's so exciting, and to be playing with Erin Phillips and learning so much like from her, it's just a huge like honour because like growing up, I've always inspired like to play with her, of course, and to be actually playing with her is a dream come true, so... Yeah, I'm definitely excited for what the future has to come and hopefully one day I can have the experience of Erin and be like a leader like she is because, yeah, she leads our team so well. So, yeah, definitely learn a lot of her. Well, you've got, so you got 19 more years to catch up to Erin. Do, do you think she'll <laughs> go on next year? Uh, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of talk on it. We've just been, yeah, focusing on our last two games. But, I mean, she's been performing this year as well. She's got her first goal in that St Kilda game and... It was so amazing, and just even off-field working with her is just a huge honour. So I hope she goes on, but she has a family, like a big family now, and a newborn. So, yeah, whatever she decides, we'll all back her up in that. 
So, Emily, how long have you had you on the AFLW? You should have been 11 or 12 when it started, and now you're playing for, for Port Adelaide. You came through North Adelaide. Um, how, long have you, how long has it been a goal for you to, to get a position somewhere? Yeah, well, I started football when I was probably around 14 or 15, um, just building for my sister's team one night, and then from there, you know, went to um, Crows Academy and then got into the North Adelaide Roosters under... 16s and 14 side and then ended up playing Sample W and I think once the Sample W hit I realised that it could maybe be a possibility for me um, and so ever since I had my first Sample W game it was at Norwood Oval on like a Friday night and ever since that I just dreamed to be playing AFLW one time because I never really watched as a kid because there wasn't really much talk about it but then now like it's just blown up and I think there's a lot more talk about yeah. it and yeah, it's just awesome to now yeah, be playing here because, um, yeah, knowing as I was growing up and playing in the Sample W, it was a dream. And then, yeah, I was lucky enough to actually get drafted. See, that's that's a late start, though, 14 or 15. The girls are now starting at 7 or 8. What sport did you play? I did netball and athletics. So I did, I've grown up playing netball my whole life and I had to make the decision of either football or netball. And then with athletics, that was a huge part. I'd done that since growing up as well when I was a shot putter and just a thrower. Gee. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I represented South Australia in both of those sports as well. And then um, the North Adelaide Roosters coach just said to me, I need to decide out of netball and football. And I chose football and I haven't looked back since. Wow, you've so, done, yeah. done so well. Exciting times. Good luck against Hawthorne. I know I need a couple of games left in the comp, but we'll keep our eye on you. And, uh, and all the best, Emily. Thank you so much. Emily Borg there. Gee, how's that? Only started at 14 or 15. She's only 18 now. And speaks so well, too. Yeah. She articulated everything really clearly. And, a bit like you, Bryce. The oh, shop, put, athletics, I, did all the stuff. I hated back athletics when I was growing up, but uh, that's a story for another day. But, yeah, she's got a, a bright future, there's no doubt. Right place, right time, isn't yep. it? When you're only 17, 18, 19, 20, you've got 10, 12, 15. It's only going to get bigger and bigger. And our, our special to idolise an Erin Phillips and, and then to be playing with her and picking her brain week in, week out, uh, the things that she'd be learning, along with a lot the other young Port Adelaide uh, girls in that side is, is just you can't, it's, it's just so good for them Yeah, Port Adelaide teenage AFLW Emily Borg, our guest Sports Day SA On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA Yeah, from Port Adelaide AFLW's Emily Borg, we're going all the way to India and speak with our man over there Barat Sundarayson uh, for Henley's new home designs was drop prices. All the luxuries are now seven-star energy efficiency. Brad, how are you? Oh, I couldn't be doing any better. Here I am in Sunsoak, Dharamsala, watching the Australian strain with the snow plan Himalayas behind me. Uh, no better place to be, to be honest, and uh, good signs from the Australian campus. Where it looks like Travis has now, did you might like- be the closest he's been to playing. Did you like that introduction soon to reason? That we, we're getting that name right. We've got to get it Loved exactly it. right. No, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's all about, and I'm going to sound sound like a sporting coach here. It's all about the effort, guys. It's all about the effort. The result will take care of itself. <laughs> hey, um, talking about effort or lack of it, England, they are embarrassing. It, look, it looks honestly, Brett, they don't want to be here. Don't want to be in India. 
yeah, you know how it will play out. Just a matter of time before they say the, this World Cup was void. They'll say, you know, they were made to stay in hotels with doors in yeah. them. Uh, it was too hot. It was too humid. The pitch is turned. Nah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's been more than disappointing. It's been shocking. I mean, every time you look at them, you're like, this team has everything it, it needs to defend their title, that they'll come good. And even while you're watching them collapse time after time, you're like, okay, Root doesn't do it, Stokes will do it, or Livingston will do it, but they yeah. just keep falling in a heap. And yeah, I mean, it's, who would have thought they'd get knocked out this early or come this close to being knocked out this early? You know, you know, Brett, it's all right for a couple to be out of form, but just about every one of them out of form in this tournament. Joe Root, I know he's run out and he's been out a bit unlucky, but some of their stars haven't fired a shot, have they? Mm. No, nah, they haven't. They almost look like I compared them a couple of weeks ago or last week. Uh, to one of those uh, World Cup winning FIFA or soccer sites, right? You'll see them stick to the same combination four years on, and, and they would realize that the rest of the world has moved on. It almost gets that feeling with, with this England side, but honestly, they're not doing anything different to what they have been for the last seven, six or seven years. And credit to them, they've revolutionized the uh, But it just doesn't ha- come off. And I think the other teams have caught up. They bowl differently to them, they bowl cleverly to them. Um, and more often than not, they shot themselves in the foot. And obviously, in that South Africa game, their bowling is just not good enough mm. in flat conditions against the might of the South Africans. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's not much you can say uh, about you know what they could have done differently or whatever because they've just been bowled in the 30, bowled out in 32 overs, 33 overs, 22 overs. Uh, it's been a pretty interesting performance by a team of that caliber. Now, Brett, from a from an Aussie point of view, if you were just churning into this uh, World Cup uh, and seeing the results, you'd think the, the Australians are, are having a great tournament. It hasn't always been like that. Got off to a bit of a slow start, starting to hit their straps now. We know you don't, doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish, but they're just building some really mm. nice momentum, aren't they? What's changed in, in the last oh. couple of games to, to get them rolling? Oh, yeah, very much so. And it's not just the fact that they're back to uh, winning games, but it's matter or manner in which they've been winning them. Uh, you know, it's a, you see the cliche ticking boxes all the time. Uh, and they started doing that from that Sri Lanka game. Because this point, in the 26th over of that third game against Sri Lanka, where you felt the same way about Australia the way you're feeling about England right now. You know, they had failed to make 200 yep. in either of their first two games. Uh, they had failed to take a wicket at that point. Sri Lanka was flying. And you were like, wow, could this Australian team like really be shown the exit door this early? Uh, and then Pat Cummins in that inspirational spell in the middle turned things around. Adam Sampa started taking wickets, runs for Marsh, runs for English, and then David Warner uh, makes two scintillating hundreds, and Maxwell's back in form, Pete Smith scoring 70. So with every game, they've just gone better and better. And now with um, you know, Travis said, very, very likely to be back in the side for tomorrow's game. And you know, Marcus Soinis, uh, who just finished his net as we speak, also uh, in the mix. Uh, maybe they'll get to play the team that they've always wanted to play uh, in, in this World Cup, finally. Uh, but at the best time, they're 3-2, and two, more or less assured of a, side, a place in the semi-final. And this is when you want your best team on the field. So you mentioned Travis Head coming back in. Whose spot does he take? It's, it's obviously, that's a sign of a, a good side when you, it's mm-hmm. hard to decide who gets that position. I mean, Labajane Smith, I think that's where it could actually break. Could Cameron Green One even. of them, who, who misses out, do you think? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I think it will be mine. Like, I don't see them moving uh, on from Steve Smith this time, even if Steve Smith might not be happiest to bat at number four. 
uh, you know, Manas has made a couple of half centuries. He looks super good in the last game uh, as well against the Dutch. But uh, you'd think, uh, just in terms of hierarchy, within the side, he'll be the one missing out. Uh, because don't forget, Manas wasn't even in the provisional squad uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, but he's made the most of it. He's come back looking as good as he ever has in this format. So full credit to him for that. But it's pretty obvious that if Travis Head comes back, he should be or he will be the one missing out. Uh, especially with Marcus Panis also, uh, as he continues to post the pitches of the net bowlers uh, back in the side. So Travis Head there, and their team management have made it clear from the beginning that whenever Head is ready, he just he will open the batting with uh, David Warner with Mitchell Marsh pushing down to number three. Where do you rank Maxwell's innings? I know it wasn't against a strong attack, but some of those shots he played, hmm. de- degree of difficulty was probably a 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of Glenn Maxwell, right? He's one of those few batters who, uh, you know, when he pulls off something like that, you can take the context out of the game, even the narrative out of the game, and just look at it in isolation. You can't do it with a lot of other batters. And uh, he is, you know, I compared him in my copy, because of my love for wrestling, to a special attraction match in, in pro wrestling, like an Andre the Giant, whenever he got into the ring. It didn't matter if he had a backstory or it didn't matter what uh, what the what the result was. All that mattered was seeing him do something which you won't get to see anywhere else. And that's purely what Glenn Maxwell is. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody five years from now is going to say, ah, but that came in the Netherlands. I don't want to watch that. What's the replay of that innings? Uh, you just forget all that and want, want to watch it. And that is seriously where Glenn Maxwell stands out. Yeah, the bat the batsman found some form, but isn't it critical that and crucial that Zampa has in what three lots of four wickets in a row and he looked dead and buried. I know he's had a few injury issues, but um him coming back in a form certainly makes Australia a stronger uh, team. Oh, I think he's rather underappreciated to be a uh, uh he's, if you look at his numbers in the last couple of years, uh, he's averaged less than twenty with the ball. Uh, and and again he's been battling injuries. All sorts of injuries, to be honest. Uh, is, is they've kept him uh, in cotton wool just to make sure that he gets through games, gets through his full quota of overs. Um, and even though he struggled with the duo against India and didn't start to flash against Sri Lanka either, once he started taking it, it's, uh, you know, and he's been helped a lot with how brilliant Josh Hazel has been at the top uh, with the new ball. Uh, so he set the game up for the likes of Zampa, and they have four wickets in three consecutive games. Uh, tells you he's, he's doing what he's done for the last two years, uh, and he is such an integral member of this side. One of the first names you would ink in uh, whenever Australia play white ball cricket. Uh, so moving on to tomorrow's game against New Zealand, it's going to be an absolute intriguing battle. We, we know New Zealand are, are quite strong mm. in this format. Uh, where do you where do you see this one won and lost? Is it just a, a case of Australia just getting in and, and putting up a, another massive score and, and letting their bowlers do the work, or, or, or how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting contest. I mean, uh, it's a day match, first day match for Australia in this tournament, and. Uh, on a pitch which can kind of, uh, you know, blow hot and cold in terms of like, it, uh, the pitch can be a little dry, even though it might have a greenish tinge at the moment. Uh, and balls can stop at you and the spinners will come into the play. And the New Zealand spinners, I mean, Mitchell Satcher has been arguably the best bowler of the tournament. Uh, and Rachin Ravindra is not too far behind. Uh, so they've had a big say in how well New Zealand has played uh, or how well they've been able to contain the opposition. Uh, and if Australia can overcome that, uh, you just think they have enough firepower to get over the line. And look, as good a team as New Zealand are, 
they've they not always, um, you know, pulled out their A game against Australia and in big games, uh, and which is something I'm sure they'll want to set their record straight here. Uh, and, uh, you know, get one over the line against the Australians. I mean, they are, they've been one of the form teams, don't forget. New Zealand, it took uh, India playing a terrific game to beat them a couple of days ago, right here in Dharamsala. So, uh, it's not going to be, uh, a, a straightforward, uh, you know, Australia just put on the runs and they, uh, they can defend it because you've seen how New Zealand can chase down big scores as well. So, it, it is a mouth-watering battle. Maybe one of the most anticipated games so far in this tournament. Gee, for a team, uh, population of 3 million, they bat above their weight in New Zealand, and they have done for so long some some brilliant cricketers there. Hey, who's been your, your picky, uh, the big hitters? Klassen for South Africa, De Kock, Maxwell, Sharma, Mitchell. Who, who's caught your eye? Oh, uh, Heinrich Klassen for sure. I mean, yeah. look, uh, he's been doing this in white ball cricket for a while, but, uh, you know, unless you're someone who watches every cricket game that happens around the world, you might have missed it, and I am one of those. Uh, so uh, he's been incredible. We saw what he can do in that one day against uh, Australia in South Africa a couple of months ago, and he just continued in that way. And the fact that he can take down both spin and pace, um, and because of the, the platforms that the top order has made for him, uh, he's been the, the guy to watch so far, uh, watch out for so far in this tournament uh, by a distance. Now, I want to run something past you, Barat. Um in the, say India win nine games or whatever, and you come to a final and it's a knockout final, would you like to see the actual final, the best of three? I mean, it goes for so long now. Why not play a game and if it, then have a day off, another game, day off, another game? Because I just think it's unfair for you. If you're nine zip and you get knocked out straight away. Um, I'm cool in that sense. I mean, in, in most sport, I mean, with a World Cup final, it's not for as well. You just have that one game. And I don't think that's, um, kind of adds to the excitement and, and also kind of the team who does win on the day uh, deserves to be world, world champions, right? Like rather than have give them an option to come back to you, it, it is a World Cup final, so you better bring your A game. And if yeah. you don't, or if the other team brings their A plus game, uh, you know, full credit to them. So I prefer the the way it is right now. I think maybe you can have a bench of three in a T20 World Cup format, but even there it's the same thing. Like, you know, it has to be the team on the day who wins the World Cup. Yeah, I reckon India would love it. Imagine packing out three houses in uh, in a week if uh, it looks like they'll make... Are they your tip? Oh, for sure. Oh, from a broadcasting sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> India, your tip still? Um, uh, yes, I mean, look, that's the thing with the Indian team. They've looked as good in the league stages before. They've fallen to uh, the semi-final stage. But having said that, you can't find one weakness in the side right now. Not just in the playing eleven, but even you look beyond in the squad. Uh, you know, Mahal Shami comes in, he takes five wickets, and they're just, this is the best-looking one-day team they've had in a long, long time. So for the change, they look intimidating, which is not what you something you say often with India and white ball cricket. So, yeah, I mean, they have everything going their way at the moment, but as any Indian cricket fan will tell you, they've made a habit of doing this in the league stages, but then faltering in the knockout. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who they are... Uh, against as well. Could it be Australia? Could it be New Zealand? Uh, could it be South Africa? So, even though potentially we have a lot of dead rubbers going in uh, because of England nearly going out and Pakistan also struggling after their a good start to the yeah. tournament. Uh, I think all these four teams at the moment will have to win a lot of games to make sure that they get exactly the position they get they want uh, in the top four. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Brad. Enjoy the game against New Zealand. Thanks for that uh, comprehensive report. Well done. 
Oh, cheers, guys. Thank you so much. And I'll enjoy the Himalayas. <laughs> Barat, soon to race in there. Uh, catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazn.com forward slash NFL. And Beaumont Tiles are giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12. And you're in with a chance, T's and C's apply. Just got a minute left. Um, Peter Landy saying um, NRL, the biggest sport. In Australia, is he? What's he on? On the whoopee weed? Oh, he's just trying to create a, a storm in a teacup, isn't he? He's well, kidding himself. He's, it might if he, be the, if he genuinely thinks so. Might be the biggest in New South Wales or Queensland, but yeah, Australia wide. It's, it's remarkable. I mean, no, and look at the crowds. Wrong. What footy gets in? True, but don't get me wrong. They they dished up a pretty good grand final themselves this year. That was the Broncos and, and the Penrith Panthers. That was that was fun. We'll talk about it again on Monday. Have a great weekend, Bryce. See you Monday. Thanks Bye for, for now. Thanks for having me, Wilts. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting...